Welcome back to the It Has Potential podcast with Jada. Now, I this is episode 7. I'm pretty sure it's episode 7. If not, it's episode 6. But I'm like a thousand percent sure this is episode 7. So, y'all, this episode I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm meaning to talk about this. Okay. This episode is going to be about Detroit Become Human. And y'all, I literally recently just got a PlayStation 4. Yes, I know I am late and I know the PS5 is out. I still got the 4 regardless because most of the games are on there that I've wanted to play for years are finally on there. But um, yeah, I, I installed Detroit Become Human. I played it for the first time ever. And, and yes, I know the game out in 2018. But I've always followed it like since the minute it came out because... um. This actually isn't my first time of knowing about it because actually I knew about it since it first came out and I know I'm not trying to gatekeep. I'm genuinely saying that because um, 2018 was still my YouTuber phase because I watched like Jacksepticeye, Dashy, Markiplier, Game Grumps. So I watched Jacksepticeye. I watched his playthrough of it. He's the one I watched. And boy, am I glad about that because he did a good-ass job because I remember why I watched Jacksepticeye's playthrough of it. And um... Y'all, I used to be obsessed with Detroit Become Human because I'm just a fan of long games where you get to pick options and like the real realism, like Until Dawn. I just love games like that. And that's what drew me to it. So I remember when I saw Jack, I was like, oh, what's this? And then I was immediately hooked on it. I loved it. And usually with me, it's, it's hard for me to get attached to new things normally because I like to watch stuff or like watch stuff or know about things that's familiar to me because I'm like oh I already know what happened so I'll just replay it and replay it but I'm really glad that day I was like you know what this looks interesting I'm gonna click on it like me and my one of me and my one of my close friends Keith we used to be fucking obsessed with Detroit Become Human I don't know what YouTuber he watched play um I'm not sure but um yeah me and Keith we one of my closest friends we used to be so obsessed with Connor and Brian Deckart Brian Deckard is the actor that played Connor, one of the main characters in the game. And um, yeah, I used to love it. Connor, Connor is my favorite character ever. Um, when I played it, I was immediately fell in love with Hank and Connor. I just loved it so much. And I'm really looking forward to this because I've watched it, but actually playing it is like, holy shit, I actually got to play the game. And um, this is just something I love because I have fixate a lot and Nothing's better than going back into one of your old hyperfixations. I just love that. Because with that, you can't really force it. I don't know if I'm speaking for everyone else, but with hyperfixations, I feel like it's the worst thing when it ends. Because when you, when you try to get back into it, when your heart's not really into it, it's like, oh, it doesn't feel the same. But now that I actually played the game, I'm like genuinely back into it. And I'm very happy about that because nothing's better than getting back into an old hyperfixation. That's not forced, where you just genuinely find your way back to it. And that's just how I feel with Detroit Become Human. Because 2018, honestly, I used to be obsessed. Like Brian Deckard, he he um he actually noticed me and Keith. Um, because we had we had we we were running an account and um he noticed Keith's edit and Brian said hi to me in a comment, which was so awesome. Like, we both got noticed by him. He's so sweet. I remember um, him and his wife. Her, na her name's Amelia, and she's in the game too. But um, I remember when they first got married, and I'm like, holy shit! I was really here. We were really here since the beginning. Like I was watching. I was here since the whole era. It's crazy. But yeah, he still streams on Twitch. I used to watch his streams religiously. I don't do it anymore. But I might have to get back on that. But. Um, yeah, I used to love Brian Deckard. Love, love, love. I still love him, but not as much as I used to. Like, I don't really keep up with him on top of, like, that like I used to. But I might be back into that. But, um, guys, I, I literally got the game two days ago, and I finished playing, like, ten minutes ago. So this is fresh off. I'm going to give my full thoughts. Because I, there's so, so many things that happen where I'm just like, what the fuck? And, like, awesome. I have so many emotions, so I'm really looking forward to speaking about this. I literally just finished the game like 10 minutes ago. So y'all are getting a full, like, raw reaction out of everything that just happened. Um, I feel like everyone knows about this game. Um, I feel, if, you, if you don't, Detroit Become Human is basically a game where androids are starting to recently take over. 
because it obviously takes place in Detroit, Michigan, and it's set in 2039. So years into the future, androids are basically taking the humans' jobs and, um, like, androids, like, are caretakers, they have their jobs, stuff like that. But in the game, we mainly see androids taking care of, like, their caretakers and stuff. So that's basically where it talks about. But, like, yeah, the androids have risen up. But androids in this world, they don't have the same rights as, like, normal humans does. Like, androids are many, like, shit on. Like, they get fucking dunked on, y'all. They get bullied. They get trashed on. They get thrown shit. People do not like androids. Androids are not allowed to do a lot of stuff that humans can do. Androids aren't allowed to even get into the front of the bus they have to get in the back of the bus like no this is not rosa parks but um yeah that's that's literally what it is i'm not even be trying to be funny that's literally what it is um yeah that's what it is and um they can't even i was gonna say something and i forgot um yeah they, they're not allowed in certain places like even a bars they're not allowed into stuff like that so it's pretty tough for androids but then um in the game androids start to there's something called being a deviant, and being a deviant is an android that experiences emotions and wants to do stuff. Because if y'all have never seen Detroit Become Human, basically you have a machine and a deviant. In the game, all the androids start off as machines. They do what their human tells them to do, like clean this, clean that. And a deviant is when they, an android finally just breaks free of not being told what to do. They do what they want to do. Like, for example, in the game, there's a prompt that comes up on the screen. Like, for example, go to her room. Like, go to her room or stay there. If a human tells you to stay there, but you want to go to someone's room, you it, there's literally an animation where the android is like breaking free from the command of to stay there. You break through to go to someone's room. I think that's the best way to describe it. So that's what a deviant is, just so y'all know if you've never seen Detroit Become Human. But I feel like everyone knows about this game. This game is huge. It's big. Um, I'm talking so fast. Okay. I'm just high on adrenaline because I just finished the game. So, um, yeah. But um, I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on the game um, and just break it down. This game is fucking amazing. Like, I already knew the game was amazing when I watched the playthroughs of it and each individual character's story. But actually playing the game hit so different. Like, honestly, I played this blind because the last, I didn't watch a playthrough of it since like 2018 when it first came out. And I watched it a lot in 2018. I watched a lot of YouTubers play it, but I didn't watch it like since then that year because I kind of like fell off the wagon with it. Cause I, I, you just, sometimes you just grow out of hyperfixations <clears throat> and that was me for Detroit. But, um, so I kind of forgot, I literally almost forgot, I remembered bits and pieces, but there was a lot I forgot. So it was like I experienced it for the first time, so I wasn't really spoiled with anything, because I'm like, holy shit, this is happening. It's just, it's just really fun. It's such a good game. And this is one of those games where the choices actually do matter, because there's some games that say, oh, choices matter, and they fucking don't. So this game actually makes you suffer or you get rewarded if you do a fucked up choice or a good choice like and i love games that do that so i fucking love this game so much it's amazing i i cannot wait to play it again and the best thing is the route i i went i got the good ending i got the i got the good ending for this but um i want to go back and just do the bad ending because there's so many different endings to this game which is great and i miss when games would do that like um because I know there's some games that say, oh, choices matter, and they really don't. But this game actually has, like, so many alternatives, endings. It's, it really, even something as simple as picking something up and not picking something up affects your whole fucking shit. And I love that so much. So shout out to Detroit Become Human for that. Because games don't do that as often. And I think it's because some people are just lazy and they don't want to put that care into it. But this game is fucking amazing. So I'm going to be talking about my favorite characters, um, Routes. And we have three main characters. It's Connor, um, Connor, Marcus, and Kara. And y'all, obviously, I'm going to talk about Connor first. Connor is my favorite. Connor's is my favorite story. Yes, I'm biased. Like, 
But then again, I feel like Connor's is everyone's favorite story. Connor's story is just so fucking good. I love Connor's like whole, cause um y'all, there's the story goes between three characters. Like you have Hank, Hank. <laughs> we'll get to Hank, but um Connor is like it, let's say we start from Connor, and then we go to Kara, and then we go to Marcus. So like the plot of the story alter alternates and rotates between all three of them, which I like. So we're gonna start off with Connor. Connor, Connor is um, his story is basically that. Um, I hope I can give him justice because this is a lot to, to take in. Um, so Connor is basically sent by Cyberlife. Cyberlife is what the androids are, and Connor is um, he's sent by Amanda. Amanda is um, basically who watches over him, and she sent. Connor to study deviancy what I just described to y'all about what if an android goes deviant that's basically what his purpose is at first and along there he has to team up with Hank Hank Anderson Hank is um I'd say Hank is like the secondary main character but in Connor's story he's obviously a main character just as much but Hank is basically a police lieutenant and fuck police but I love Connor I'm sorry fuck police but I love them both I'm sorry guys um yeah, so that basically what happens, and um, Connor and Hank they start off pretty rocky. Hank and Connor is one of those relationships where it builds up, and you have to like get the points to make. It's like it's giving enemies to lovers and like dynamic duo. It's like a slow burn friendship thing, which I like. I love slow burn friendship stuff. I love that enemies to friends. I love that's basically what this is, and I love stuff like that. And basically, Hank and Connor are trying to figure out the deviancy of these androids because a lot of crimes are happening and that's what they do but more and more as time progresses um connor sent like connor's basically a machine but in the game with connor there's missions where you can spare a life of somebody like other androids where you can spare their lives because connor is showing humanity for them and he feels bad for them but connor doesn't want to accept that that Connor doesn't want to accept he's being a deviant. And that's one thing I really enjoy about Connor's story. Connor is the most resistant to it because with the other two, they go right to deviancy. But with Connor, it builds up and he doesn't become a deviant until the very end, which I fucking love. I love that so much. So when it actually happens, like the animation of him like breaking through and not wanting to do a command, I love that so much. It's great. That's what I love about Connor is that his was, I liked everyone else's story, don't get me wrong, but what I loved about Connor's is that there was so much to it. There was build up, like, honestly, let's be real here. Connor's, Connor had the most interesting story out of all three. Don't get, like, yes, he did. Like, don't get me wrong, guys. I love Kara's story. Her, she's my second favorite. But um, Connor had the most interesting plot hands down because even the characters in his plot were fucking phenomenal hank captain fowler gavin every everything was just perfect about connor's story i there was i have honestly no complaints about his story the other characters i have a bit of complaints but um connor's was handled perfectly i genuinely have no complaints about connor's his was just perfect like and i'm not even saying that because he's my favorite character like even back in 2018 when i watched a playthrough for the first time i was so intrigued and i was always sad when um because like i said it rotates between the three characters i was so upset when um we would be taken out of connor's story and we had to go to like Hawa or marcus's i was like oh man but there were times where I would literally skip the other two characters just to go to Connor's to see what happens. <laughs> but y'all, that's how much I love Connor's story. It's so good. No complaints. Not one character annoyed me that whole time. His was definitely the most interesting because I think his had the most buildup and drama. It just had everything. Like, I just loved his relationship with Hank. Hank and Connor are such a dynamic duo. I love them together. That's the one thing because a lot of people in the game love most like the people that play the game people love hank and connor like them together them being friends them being a dynamic duo that's what people love most about detroit become human literally if you ask any fan about detroit become human 99 percent of the time they're gonna say oh yeah hank and connor they're my favorites because they were they were amazing and because hank showed so much disdain for connor at first and just towards the end where they're now like they're like 
they're so close and it's just amazing to see i just love it so much and with like the relationship meter rising with them connor hands down had the most interesting story like it's not even close for me it's not even close between the other two like Connor's story was great. It was phenomenal. No complaints. Every character shined. No one pissed me off. But um, yeah, because I think I just feel like everything was justified, but it was good. You know what I mean? It was just amazing. Connor, like, I'll talk about the characters individually, but right now I'm talking about like their plots. But in terms of Connor's plot, it was fucking amazing. I love it so much. The, the detail, everything at the end, and his ends. I love it because after he becomes a deviant, he um he teams up with um the other deviant androids and towards the end there's an instance where connor has to activate the androids to become deviants and then um you know you guys know like in those spy movies where there's a clone and there's two characters of one that's what happened in this i was like okay that's so cliche i still ate it up though i loved it but um yeah there's an alternative version of Connor, the machine version of um, Connor, and he kidnaps, not kidnaps, like holds Hank hostage. And there's an instance where um, Hank has to um, figure out who the real Connor is, and then Hank asks questions what the real Connor would know. And I just love that scene. It, show, it, it talks about Hank's dog. Because scenes like that are why this game is great, because you wouldn't have answered those questions if you wouldn't have done certain things way back in the beginning of the game. Like, in the beginning of the game, that's when you know, like, Hank's son's name and Hank's dog's name. You would not know that. And um, Hank and Connor's story was just very lighthearted. I know there were times where it was, like, angst, angsty and dark, but I think it was just generally they had the most lighthearted. Like, Hank and Connor's dynamic bouncing off each other. It's great, and I think that's why I was lighthearted. Because I feel like the other characters' ones were a little heavy, so I think that's why um, Hank and Connor's plot is very loved. And yes, I'm saying Hank and Connor, because in my opinion, they both are the main character in that one. But yeah, we'll get back to Connor later in terms of a character, but that's my opinion. Okay, now we're going to talk about Marcus's. Guys, I'm going to be honest. Um, in the beginning... When I watched the playthrough, when I watched the playthroughs on YouTube, like in 2018 when the game first dropped, um, I found his plot so fucking boring, guys. I, I can't even lie. I did. I'm sorry. Marcus lovers don't drag me, but I found his plot so boring in the beginning. I always skipped over his when I watched the playthroughs. I was like, I'm bored. I just, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. I think because I was so absorbed in Hank and Connors, I didn't care about him. But um yeah, why, when I and when I played this through, I'm not gonna lie, guys, I was still. Anytime we got to his scenes, I was like, ugh, I'm not gonna lie, guys, I was bored out of my mind when I played Marcus. But I liked his plot once the infiltration happened. I think once the um the revolution started, like when they started gearing up for it, that's when I started to like him his um plot because. His plot was a little boring to me at first. I'm not going to lie. His was the least interesting to me. And I know it's probably going to sound crazy, but don't get me wrong. I loved it towards the end. I only liked it when they infiltrated. That's when I liked it. When they're um, infiltrated into the um, like Cyberlife headquarters and all that. That's when I liked his plot. But Because um, building up to it, it was like, eh. Because I think the characters he was around weren't that likable. I feel like Marcus definitely had the most least likable characters around him. And I feel bad because Marcus as a character is fucking great. But the people around him were annoying. So I think that's why I dreaded when we got to his parts. I was just like, oh boy. But basically Marcus, um, Marcus leads the android revolution of the deviants. Like Marcus frees the androids from being machines and to being deviants where androids can make choices for themselves and they actually want stuff. So that's basically Marcus's plot. So I think he maybe has like the main plot line of the story. He's very crucial to the story, his plot line, because he's his plot line is literally leading the android revolution. And in his his conflict in his cause like Connor's conflict was um being a deviant and wanting to because what he was told to do was um, like be a machine and infiltrate and destroy deviants. But Marcus's purpose was basically to um, 
to lead the android revolution but do it you either had the the conflict here was that with marcus you had to say if you wanted to do peaceful revolution or um uh, like beating people's ass like violence revolution <laughs> so that was basically his conflict through the whole thing um i liked it uh, the route I went on, like I said, I got the good ending. So I picked the peaceful protest and all that. Everything was peaceful. We, I didn't kill anybody. But um, yeah, we're going to get into my issues with the characters around him because I, had a, I have a lot to say about that. Um, yeah, that was basically Marcus's plot. And um, overall, I think his plot was great, but it took some time for me to adjust to it because I genuinely didn't care for it before. Now, I'll be honest with y'all, I didn't really care for it when I was playing. Like, I really cared for it, like I said, when I cared for it, when um, they infiltrate the building and they um, fight on the rooftop. That's when I started liking his plot, because I genuinely enjoyed it towards the end. I really did. Moving on from Marcus. Now we're going to talk about Kara. Kara, um, Kara is basically... Her story starts off with her being like um, set up again because she is um, a caretaker in an abusive home because the father is like a drug addict. He's very abusive. The mom's not there and the mom isn't present and there's a child. Her name is Alice. Alice is very important to the story because Alice is the reason Kara becomes a deviant because she actually wants to protect Alice when the father is like about to fuck shit up. And when the father is about to fuck shit up, Kara takes Alice and then they have to, they like, they're on the run basically because they're being, because like the stories do tie to it. Like Connor's trying to figure this out with the deviants. Kara turned into a deviant. So Connor's trying to get Kara. It's a lot. Like that's basically what it is. So they're on the run for most of it. And um, they're basically trying to find somewhere where they can be relaxed and safe. And the goal for this story for Kara is to like basically get across the border to Canada to escape. And along the way, Kara meets a man named Luther. And Luther really, really helps. Um, just want to throw out about that. Luther's a black man. I just wanted to say that. Yes, I did. Luther's, yeah. And um, basically wants to help. Luther's an android, by the way. And help them get out. And they come across Rose. She's a black woman, just saying. That needs, that's very important information. But um, yeah. And Rose gets them to the to like the border and then they're on their own and then um basically the whole time i don't know if i should say this now in the plot i'm not gonna say it now but um that's basically what happens and um yeah car has to get across the border but she comes into some hardships because when the revolution is happening like the humans are fucking shit up for the androids like oh no androids can get across the border we're not letting this shit happen. Like, any android that's trying to get across the border will be, like, shot fucking dead. So, um, basically, that's how... That's towards the end of the revolution for her story. And, um, towards the end, they're doing temperature checks and... Um, yeah, they're doing temperature checks. And basically seeing if you're an android, you're fucking gone. You can't go across the border. But thankfully, with my choices, Kara got to go to the border with Luther and Alice... Kara's was definitely my second favorite plot. Obviously, Connor's was first. But um, Kara's was great. Um, it was very... I really enjoyed it. It was very good. Not one... Well, that's a lie. I got annoyed sometimes by her. Not by her, but um, things that happened. But that's basically Kara's plot. And now I'm going to talk about... I'm going to talk about the characters. Because there's, there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of things I need to say. Um, yeah. So... Like I said, Connor, Connor is amazing. Connor is the best character in this franchise, in my opinion. Connor is fucking phenomenal. I want to talk about the characters that are important, but there might be some characters I'll just say, because, eh, why not? But, um, Connor's, I think, I feel like this is, like, Connor's game, low-key. Connor fucking stole the show. I know, I know most people say this is about Marcus, but I'm like, guys, Connor stole the fucking game. Like, he's definitely the fan favorite. And I feel so sorry for him. I just be wanting to give him a hug because he definitely does suffer from PTSD in the game, and um, it's it's nice to see. It's it's he's very he's a very realistic. He's a very complex character, and I really enjoy it. He's a very complex character because everyone else is like you can easily figure out. But with Connor, he's very complex. I really enjoy it. He's adorable. 
Connor's such a good character. He does. He never did anything to piss me off. His actions were always justified. And I really enjoyed his character. He was fucking phenomenal. Words cannot describe my love for this character. Like, he's... I love this character so much. Um, yeah, I love Connor, basically. I, like, I said everything in the beginning about Connor. And let's talk about Hank. Hank is... Hank is a little on the older side. Hank is basically, like, Connor's bestie. Let's be real here. And, um... Hank is fucking phenomenal. Hank is one of those characters where he just does not give a shit. And I love characters like that. He's like, one of those, like him and Connor's dynamic is basically, I hate everyone except you. And I fucking love that so much. Like, I really, really enjoy Hank. Hank is fucking phenomenal. He, he made the game what it is. Like, him and Connor could not be without each other. They needed each other to, for them to be fucking phenomenal. And throughout the whole thing, I feel like in the game... Hank and Connor, hands down, have the best development in the whole game, without a shadow of a doubt. Because the way they progressed, because Hank went from being mad as fuck to being like, okay, I'm satisfied. Like, mad as fuck, because him and Connor did not get along in the beginning, especially on Hank's side, but um, they really get there, and I just love stuff like that. Because I feel like their playthrough was the only thing that showed genuine development, like... I didn't really see development for anyone else. Like, I did, but not as much. Because it was mainly for their own character. But in terms of, like, a relationship, I feel like definitely they hit it. And I wish there was more, like, relationships like Hank and Connors in the game. Like, because I feel like with the other characters, it starts off as, like, neutral. But with Hank and Connors, it started off as hostile, then neutral, then friends. Like, I love that. Because it just builds up. And, like, like I said... Connor didn't become a deviant towards the end. I just love shit like that. Like, that's why his... I'm, I'm getting off track. But um, that's why I love these characters so much. Because they needed each other. Now, um, he wasn't really in this. But I'm going to talk about Gavin. Gavin is basically hates Connor. Gavin is not fucking like Connor at all. Him, He's he's like... Uh, he's, a little, he's a little bitch. Like, not in a bad way. I'm just saying. His personality is basically little bitch. I hate everybody. Wait, that's basically Gavin. Gavin? Um, my opinion on Gavin. I know he's really, really well liked in the fandom and like by people, but I'm like, before I didn't really care for him, but now I'm like he's all right. He's not really. He doesn't. He didn't really do much for me. Um, he didn't really do much for me, honestly. <laughs> like, he was fine character. He, he even for a character that's supposed to be an asshole, he surprisingly didn't really get on my nerves. He did some shit where I was like, bro, what the fuck? Leave Connor alone. But, um, I wish he would, I do, I do wish he had more of a role in the game, but I'm like, what else could he have done, if that makes sense? But, um, Gavin was okay. I know a lot of people like him. He was like, he's a little bitch, like I said. Um, not a bad character, but it's like, yeah, I don't really care for him. Like, other people do, because I know a lot of people like him, but I didn't really care. <laughs> I feel bad for saying that. Um, I will, he's one of those characters I like to dive more into. I don't know. After this, I'm going to like look at more Detroit Become Human outcomes because I went with the good ending where everything worked out. But I definitely want to do a playthrough again and see like what the fuck happens if I do like the batshit crazy stuff. But yeah, that's my opinion on that. On um, Marcus as a character. Marcus was fucking great. I'll admit, like I said before, I thought his character was fucking boring. But he fucking delivered. He really, really did deliver towards the end. Um, I don't really have much to say about Marcus. Sorry. Um, Kara, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't really have much to say about the other characters. Like, I love them a lot in their story. But, like, for example, Kara. I loved Kara. Because I'm like, she was... She was, Kara was fucking great from the beginning. She was great. Same with Marcus. But with Connor, I have so much to say about Connor because he really elevated towards the end. Was, he was just very complex to me. I feel like everyone else, you knew how they were in the beginning. But with Connor, it really, really did evolve. And um, I'm going to talk about some problems I have because in the game, I have some issues with this. Um, So in the game, um, Alice... So, in Kara's story, Kara is under the impression this whole time that Alice is an actual human girl. But towards the end, with Luther and when they're getting to the border and they're, like, in the compound waiting, 
it, this has been building up. Luther keeps saying throughout the story, Kara, I have to tell you something. It's about Alice. And then um, Kara's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And then Kara finds out one time there's another, there's someone that looks like Alice. And then it's discovered that that person that looks like Alice is an android. Yeah, so basically Alice is an android. That's the twist at the end. And um, honestly, I remember seeing this back then. I know a lot, it bothered a lot of people. Like I know a lot of people are really pissed off about um, Alice ending up being an android. Cause it's just like, what the fuck? The whole point of the story is human and androids can unite and be together, which I completely get. I thought that I am, back then it didn't really bother me, but now that I'm playing it, I'm kind of annoyed. It really irritated me because that didn't elevate anything in my opinion. I feel like that didn't elevate the plot because it's just like, it would be one thing if the androids didn't like each other, but I'm like, even that wouldn't make sense. Like it would be one thing if the androids were animosity towards each other. But the fact that, but I'm like the whole point of the story is so androids and humans could have equal rights and be united and sure that they can be hand in hand and need each other. So I thought it was kind of stupid that, oh yeah, Alice is an android. Like what, what, I, why? Like I just, <laughs> I just thought that was so fucking dumb. Like I'm sorry. Like, like I said before, I didn't mind it, but now that it's sinking in, it's like, what was the fucking point of that? Like, I don't know. Someone can explain that to me. I, I just thought that was really dumb it was like what was the point of alice being an android because it's just like what did that accomplish like i don't know if it was one of those things where um don't judge by its cover or um kara wanted to save a human see i just can't understand why they did that i thought it was fucking dumb not in a and i'm not saying that to insult the creator or anything like that but i just don't see what the purpose of it was because i feel like it didn't really add to the story because once it's revealed she's an android it's never brought up again i mean i guess i can understand it because um and this is one thing i like about the choices how it's important so throughout the game you can see that alice never eats so it was there was like foreshadowing events that she was an android but you didn't know until the end but um there were like stuff where she would never get she would because she, she was programmed to say stuff like oh i'm cold because she's a little girl she was programmed to say stuff like that but um one thing I loved, this is one of my favorite things in Kara's playthrough. So when you're walking to um, the border, it's cold outside. And um, Alice says to Kara, I'm cold. Um, yeah. And then um, you have the option to turn off or leave on um, Alice's like, op op like body heat. And um, Kara leaves it off. And when they're going to the border, they get stopped by a guard that says, um, and you have to like try to make believe you're not an android and all that. So what saves you from that, from getting caught is Alice being cold. Because if Alice was just being warm, it'd be like, what the fuck, she's an android. So that's one thing I really, really love. That was like my favorite thing about playing this through. Cause it's like your options really matter. I just wanted to throw that in. But that's what I'm saying, unless it was that, I'm like, that was the only time it was really brought up again that Alice was an android. I just thought it was kind of, I just thought it was kind of dumb. I feel like it didn't add to the plot. See, if Alice was a human, that would have been very impactful. But her being an android didn't add anything because I was just like, okay, now what? What was the point? Like, what, what did that accomplish? It didn't really elevate anybody because I'm just like, I feel like that just meant, okay, we're back to square one, if you know what I mean. But, um... I thought that was very dumb. That was that's that's my one of my gripes with the game. Alice being an android towards like being revealed toward the end didn't make any sense to me. I was like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? I feel like it didn't add to the story. Would have been more impactful if she was an actual human girl to show that android and people can unite because her and Kara went through shit together. And I'm like, all that she's an android, like really? Because now when I'm replaying it, it's just like I'm not gonna fucking care, low key, because it's just like. Uh, like she's an android she'll be okay it's like one of those things but um it didn't spoil my experience like it didn't turn me off from the game but i thought that was kind of dumb I, I didn't really understand why that was okay that's on that and my other issue is north oh my god i i have to rant about this girl north i fucking hated north oh my god okay so basically 
No, this is what I meant, y'all, when I said in Marcus's story, he's around people I really don't like. She is the concrete reason why. Um, so, like I said, you're picked between peaceful and violent. Violent is the bad, well, not the bad ending, but it's like the fucked up ending where characters die and shit. But basically, throughout the game, North is the leader of, like, the androids where Marcus meets her and a group of friends. They're like a squad, basically. Si and the squad is Marcus, North, Simon, Simon's gay, we'll get to him, and Josh. They're all a group that are trying to, like, they're the ones that are actually leading this revolution. So that's their plot. And North basically wants you to choose the violent options. Throughout the whole game, this woman is fucking batshit. Like, every option, and you guys know the, the meter. And if you pick a peaceful option, she's like, oh, the meter goes down. And it's like, in any instance, she's like, we have to kill them. And there was one instance where Simon, her fucking friend she's known for years, mind you, Simon um is running, and you have the option to either, like, save him or kill, like, basically leave him. And then, um, hey, um... Lord is like, oh my god, Marcus, let's go. We can't save Simon. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm saving Simon. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I did not like this character at all, my y'all. And I did not like this character. She pissed me off this whole fucking time. Oh my, I did not like this character. She was really annoying. Because um, it's just like every, she, it will be one thing if she said, okay, let's do this violent thing. Pick the violent option once or twice. But in every single chapter, she was like, kill them, do this, do that. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Like, do you not understand the hint? I'm I'm picking the peaceful route. Shut the fuck up. Like, she's fucking batshit. It's it's like she was fucking crazy. Like, uh, North was not a likable character. I'm sorry. Towards the end, she was okay. But anytime you picked something against her, the meter went down for her went down for your relationship status and i'm like what the fuck is like no i'm not a yes man i'm not gonna say yes to everything like and i'm like basically if you, if you want to be with north in the end you have to pick the most fucked up options and i'm like i'm not risking any of that just to have one kiss scene with her i'm like what the fuck is that mind you we're gonna talk about that so this is my other gripe this is the only romance option in the game, and I really dislike this. I really don't like that. Like, in every other story plot, you cannot romance anyone except Marcus and North, and this relationship is so horrible. They have no fucking chemistry. It's embarrassing. Like, the whole time, I couldn't take it seriously. The There was no chemistry between these two characters. It was just awful, because it's just like... I, they, they, this was like a bootleg enemies to lovers, because it did not fit. Connor and Hank honestly were the true enemies to lovers in this game. Like Mark Marcus and North wanted to be that and it fucking flopped. It was not it. Like I don't care if I'm being harsh. It, it didn't it was not it. It was horrible. Like I could not take this seriously. I really could not take this seriously at all. It was just bad. Like this relationship was not good. It was not good at all. Like um Cause yeah, like I said, basically it's like you have to sacrifice everything to be with North if you want to be for one kiss at the end. North and Marcus did not have any chemistry in this, guys. It was embarrassing. Simon and Marcus had so much chemistry. Marcus and Simon had more chemistry than this. Luther and Kara had more chemistry than this. Hank and Connor had more chemistry than this couple. This couple had no fucking chemistry. It was horrible. And the fact that they're the only option for romance in this game pisses me off so much. Because I'm just like, why couldn't anyone else get romance stories? Like, I, I know... Like, uh, I'm so, this is the shipper in me talking, but I'm like, even in general, I feel like the if you want, if you got to have a romance option for each individual character, I feel like it would have impacted the story more. Like, why couldn't we get a human and android ro romance? Why couldn't we do that? Like, come on, that would have been impactful. Why didn't we get that? Why didn't we have a plot for that? Like, I, I just didn't get that. That should have been something. Why didn't any of the androids date each other? Like, we had the Tracys, but um, they were barely off screen. And one thing I didn't like is that um, this game was very mainstream. And the, the two Tracys that ended up together and, like, were in love, they were two women. And I'm like, I hope they didn't do that just to fetish. Because some men like to fetishize women that, like, what, like um lesbian relationships. I hope they didn't do that for the sake of that reason. Because I'm like, y'all should have had a lesbian relationship and, like, a gay relationship between two men. Why didn't we have that? Because for some reason, when it's two men, 
guys think that's weird, but if it's two women, they fetishize it. And I'm like, that's an, that's an issue I had. Like, why couldn't we have two men end up together in this? Like, I, that's one thing that would bother me about this game. Like, um... Yeah, Mark, Mar Marcus and Simon were very gay. There was really a line where Simon said, our hearts are connected. Our hearts are the same. Our hearts are meant for each other, literally. And I'm just like, that one, they had so much chemistry. And unfortunately, spoiler alert, Simon does not make it out, no matter what you do. But I'm just like, what the fuck? It's just like, Marcus and Simon, because it's just like, if you're not gonna do it, if you're not gonna go all the way with it, don't give shit like that. They gave longing glances to each other. I'm not even saying this as a shipper. Literally everyone ships this couple. Literally everybody ships Marcus and Simon. Like, go on YouTube. So many people are saying that they should have ended up together and they have more chemistry than um, Marcus and North. North and Marcus had no chemistry. It was embarrassing to watch. It was bad. Like, it was not good. North, this bitch would say, oh, kill this, kill that, leave your friends, shoot him, shoot this. I'm like, bitch, could I fucking do what I want to do? Like, no. And, um, there's an option if you want to kiss North. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not kissing her. Like, I don't give a shit. And, like, the thing is, with Hank and Connor's meter, I, if I mess it up, I will go back and be like, okay, I'm doing this level again because I, I want to have them be, like, on a close, close level. But with Marcus and Nord, I said, fuck this bitch. I'm not going back to do anything. If my relationship goes down with her, oh, well, let it stay hostile. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Like, I did not care really about this woman. Like, she was very annoying. She was better towards the end, but she was really, she was a horrible character. I'm sorry. Her and Marcus, I feel like it would be a toxic-ass relationship because Nord basically tells him what to do. And if Marcus disagrees, it's like, oh, fine. She's mad at him. I'm like, no, this is not good. Like, Honestly, and I heard that um, Marcus and Simon were actually going to, that was going to be an option for them to end up together, but they pussied out and didn't do it. So I think that's the reason why there's so many hints and dialogue towards them. Like, they hug the most in this game. They hug a lot. Like, they have the most, their relationship is very gay, guys. It's like, it's very, I'm not even seeing this through shipper glasses. Anyone can see this, but I'm like, Please don't do that if you're not, like, I'm like, if, if you're gonna do that, please go all the way with it. If you're not gonna do it, don't fucking have that shit out. Just cut it. Just cut it. Because it's just like, I don't get why th that couldn't have been an option. See, I, I guess they were, like I said, they pussied out. They were scared to do it because this game is very mainstream. Okay, but give people the option. <laughs> like, I just feel like it's not fair that everyone has to be punished just because a certain group doesn't want to see two men falling in love. Because that would have impacted the story. Imagine Marcus and Simon ending up together. Marcus being the leader of the revolution. Like, North, I didn't fucking care. But with Simon, it was a very healthy dynamic. I loved it so much. And it really irritates me that they didn't get a chance. Like, because, like... But apparently the creator said they were actually going to end up together, but they pussied out. And I'm like, so just... just why did you even keep all those subtext there's a lot there's a lot of subtext in this game guys there's a lot i don't think people understand it there's a lot of subtext in this game <laughs> a lot and it's it definitely shows with these two but um yeah they deserve marcus and simon deserved so much better market north did not deserve simon i mean north did not deserve marcus and i'm so glad that they didn't get the romance route in my playthrough because i said fuck that it's not gonna happen Fuck this bitch. She's fucking bad shit. I did not like her at all. Like, she was very annoying. She annoyed me. I think she's the reason I couldn't really tolerate Marcus's playthrough. Because she was very annoying until the end. But, um, yeah. I really hate that was the only romance in this game. I really, really hated that. And, um, another instance. Kara and Luther should have ended up together. Carl, like, um, like I said, Luther was a black man, black android. Carl was a white woman, android. And that's my gripe because I don't know if that's the reason they didn't end up together, but they really should have because Luther is basically like a dad to Alice. Luther and Al Luther and Carl give each other so many loving glances, so much comments. It's so beautiful to see it, the development because Luther went from being against Kara because Luther was like the bodyguard of the man that was trying to wipe um, Kara's memory. 
And Luther went on Kara's side because he saw, he even said to himself, he saw how Kara would treat Alice and he found that beautiful. And um, the fact that they didn't end up together, I didn't like that. Because through the whole outfit, also they had a height difference. Like Luther is fucking tall. Kara is so little. I love the height difference. But um, I just have to throw that out there. But um, yeah, they, they should have ended up together. Why wasn't that an option? Why did we have, why was the only romance Marcus and North when it was toxic as fuck? It was just not good. I just didn't like it. Like every minute they're arguing, like they're arguing. And with Hank and Connor, it's different. They didn't argue every chapter. It actually built up. They had, I would say like, it's different. But um, with Marcus and North, it was basically like, you're a yes man to North to get their romance around. And I'm like, that's not healthy. Like just saying, oh, I'll do this for you, honey. No, the fact that she got mad every time Marcus didn't want to do what she wanted to do was very fucking weird. But yeah, Kara and Luther should have ended up together. I don't get why that wasn't a, see, if that was the only romance, I'd be fine with it. Like, cause I'm like, why didn't they get a romance? Like, they literally were a married couple. Luther was a father figure to Alice. Alice would, oh, it was so cute. And there's instances where Alice is holding Kara's hand and Luther's hand and they look like a happy family. They literally went to the border together, Kara and Luther. They went across the border for each other. So I'm like, what the fuck? Why did they end up together? And um, one thing I don't like, y'all need to stop downplaying people's ships because this is one thing I didn't like. Because um, I was looking on YouTube and it was this was a video for Simon and um, Marcus and all their scenes together. People were shipping them and people, literally everyone in the comments were saying Marcus and Simon had more chemistry than North and Marcus. People were even saying Kara and Luther had more chemistry than those two. And I saw someone... I, I did this this really buffed my feathers. This is a comment, y'all, I know, but this really angered me. But um I don't know if it's cause this is an interracial relationship, but I saw someone say Luther was like a brother-in-law to Kara. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm just like, y'all will come up with anything. A brother-in-law? Like what the fuck? That and I'm like, why is that so specific? Not a brother-in-law. It's just like I don't know if it's because they're interracial couple, because I noticed that a lot. Y'all say, y'all pull some shit where you say this for only interracial couples in media, and Disney does it a lot too, where people say, oh, they're just, they're just, um, they're just siblings. It's like a brother relation, brother sister relationship. I'm like, they didn't give that off. If you, if you act like your siblings, like Carler and Luther did, you're fucking your sibling, because that had no sibling dynamic. So when I see people say shit like that, just like, it's like what Finn and Ray from Star Wars, they had so much romantic implications, but people call them, oh, they're just friends, they're just besties, and I'm like, no, they fucking aren't, they were in love, and I'm like, y'all say shit like this for interracial couples only, and it really makes me mad, like, I really don't like it, because with Marcus and North, people say their romance is believable, and I'm like, okay, they had no chemistry, but why is that the, the route they went down? I just, that just irritates me, because it's just like, come on, like, really? Like, seriously? Like, brother-in-law i was like are you fucking serious y'all will say anything to not have an interracial couple and downplay it and it has to stop it's really annoying like i hate stuff like that but yeah luther and Kara should have been a couple it really angers me they didn't because you had a beautiful built up relationship right there but you went with the most shallow relationship with marcus and north it's horrible and don't get me wrong guys i love marcus as a character but with north and mark with north and marcus it's fucking awful that couple is the worst couple I've seen in media. I'm I'm exaggerating, but it's it's bad. Like those two, the fact that everyone else can see they had no chemistry. I'm just, I'm glad it's not just me seeing this through like shipping goggles. But no, Marcus and Simon should have ended up together. Kara and Luther should have ended up together. And I'm gonna say it. Hank and Connor would have been a good couple together. I don't care. They had more chemistry, and I'm gonna get to that. Like I know there's a split down the middle with how people see Connor and Hank's dynamic. Honestly, when it comes to Hank and Connor, I ship them. I'm not going to lie. I ship them. I'm going to say it. I do ship these two romantically, but I also ship it as a bro TP as well, like a friendship. Because that, see, and that's a, that's a good ship. If you can see a ship from a friendship perspective and the romance perspective, I think the deed has been done and they did their job correctly because they were very good developed together. 
So I, honestly, I think that's a good thing. I, th I know it's split down the middle with people that see them as like besties and romance, but I honestly saw it as a relationship type thing. And um, I'm gonna talk about, um, cause there is a certain chapter Cause like I said, I used to ship these two. I used to read fan fictions of Hank and Connor when this came out. Cause I did ship. I do. I still do ship them. I will say, but there was a certain chapter where I was watching this, and I'm just like, um, the implication and subtext is there, like for them to be a couple, and you would think it would go that route. So um, I'm gonna go to it right now. Um, and I'm gonna. Where is it, guys? I'm so sorry. This is very unprofessional. The bridge. The bridge. Okay, this is the chapter that had the implications for these two being a couple, in my opinion. Like I said, you guys don't ship them. I completely understand. Because I can see it from both sides as a friendship. So I'm like, okay, I completely... People that don't ship these two, I completely understand. Like, I, I, I genuinely understand why. Because some people just see it as a best friend dynamic duo type thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I can see that. But, um... I'm sorry, guys. I, I, have, I have, like, the guide because... This game is very, very long, so um, I have to like look the chapters. So, um, in the bridge chapter, they're like, it's nighttime, it's snowing, and like Hank is sitting down at a bench, and Connor goes after him, and they're talking. And in the chapter, like I said, guys, the chapter prior to this, um, Connor starting to become a deviant, so the two. Tracy's they're called Tracy's they're in love they're two women that are in love and they're escaping Connor lets them get away which was not part of the mission so when that happens Connor lets them get away and now we cut to this chapter where um Hank is basically like um those two androids they're like um they were in love and yeah Hank is basically saying those two androids they were really in love and like two androids falling like falling in love with an android he's saying stuff that basically implicates falling in love with an android and how he's seeing he's accepting it like he's like oh my god this can actually happen and just the, the glance even hank is like do you believe in the way hank acts connor do you believe in stuff like that like androids falling in love with each other android being in love and i just found that like whoa the subtext is like what like you would think they would go the route of making them a relationship because that's what it came across and the looks they gave each other in that scene like the because it's like that cliche thing where they meet at night they have a talk and you know that cliche thing where like a character's scared of falling in love and hank is like oh to connor do you believe in that like do you believe in androids falling in love and the look Connor gives him of fear and like, oh my God, and like realization, that one chapter is genuinely would make me think that they would end up together in the end if I had known. Cause I'm like, wow. Like, cause I'll admit, I'll be like, okay, we, we didn't, watching it back, I'm like, okay, I get why people don't ship them. But that one chapter of the bridge, and I'm like, this is gay. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, that one chapter had a lot of subtext. I was like, you would think they would fall in love in the route that they would, that's the route they would go on. And, um, like, Hank, like, in, in that chapter, Hank is like, do you feel emotion to Connor? And Connor's like, no. And then Hank is like, what if I shot you right now? What will you do? And then Connor's like, nothing. So that whole scene is just, that's my favorite chapter ever in this because I don't know. It's like you would think they would end up together in that scene. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but the subtext is strong. Like, because that chapter to me, if they were to end up together, I would genuinely feel like that's the chapter where Hank realized he, he did love Connor in that way. But obviously that's not what happened. But I'm just seeing this in my shipper goggles way. But um, I know people, there's people that don't ship them. There's people that do. But um, in terms of shipping them, I, I, that's the chapter I feel like it would happen. And I definitely see it why people ship them. Because, guys, subtext in that chapter, if you ever want to watch it, it's called Detroit Become Human. The, the um, Detroit Become Human, the bridge chapter. Literally just search that up. And you would see the con you would see the subtext. Because the subtext is there, guys. But um, I'm sorry. I feel like if you had an option to end up with Hank, that would have been fucking awesome. Because... 
I can see them ending up together in that chapter. And in the the fact that the ending credits of this game is those two reuniting because after the revolution, Hank and Connor are like separated. But um, at the end, like when the credits roll, we cut back to a scene where Hank is just standing alone, just sitting there, and it's snowing outside. And then Hank comes up behind. I mean, Hank. Connor approaches Hank, and then Hank is like, "Oh my God, you're here!" And then Hank smiles at Connor, and then Connor smiles back at Hank, and then like Connor slowly walks up to Hank, and then Hank grabs him and they hug. I love that scene so fucking much. It's just stuff like that where I'm like, these two would have been such a beautiful couple if they were given that. But also, I can definitely see why people think they're just like friends. It's like stuff like that. But um. I, I love I really like this couple. I really enjoy Hank and Connor together. I feel like that would have been a beautiful beautiful relationship. And like I said, I feel like every plot should have had the option to have romance. Like you're but then again you're hearing this from someone that ships everything. But I feel like that would have been nice. Like I just don't like that the one relationship in this game that we actively got to do is horrible. I really hate that because there were so many opportunities for beautifully built up relationships like Hank and Connor, for example, Marcus and Simon and um, Cara and Luther. It's like, why did it? Why weren't those couples given the chance? Because I'm like, even if people didn't like it, they have the option to not do it. Like it's it's a choice making game for a reason, guys. It's like if you didn't like it, you don't have to do it. Like, (laughs) that's all I have to say. That that's my only gripe. That's one of my gripes. That's my gripes with the game. But um, that's basically all I really have to say about Detroit becoming human. I just wanted to ramble. But um, one thing I didn't know is that there's an option if you don't make Connor a deviant. There is an alternative where he he's just a machine straight up. He follows the case and doesn't give a shit. There's a there's a route where um, cause Hank is suicidal in the game, unfortunately. But um. So there's a route, like, if you don't build up your relationship with Hank and you just choose to be a machine and not a deviant, apparently, like, towards the end, when you're trying to, like, talk to Hank, but if your relationship with Hank is very hostile throughout the game and you don't build it up to being, like, close friends, he shoots himself. He literally takes his own life. And I'm like, what the fuck? When I read that up, I was like, are you fucking serious? I did not know that which is horrible that's what i'm saying if i ever replay this game i am never doing the bad route for connor i'm sorry like connor is connor and hank are like my favorite characters ever i love them so much but for every other story i'd be like yeah i'm gonna fuck shit up and just cause destruction because <laughs> since i got the game for the first time i decided to play it safe do the do the good ending but for the next time i play this i'm going to go bad shit except but except with hank and connor because i can't believe that like and after this podcast episode, I'm definitely going to go on YouTube and look at that. Because I'm like, um, I did not know that happened if you went the route of just being a straight up fucking war machine for Connor. But that's interesting to know. That sounds awful. But yeah, that's basically my gripes with the game. But this game is really amazing, y'all. I recommend it. I recommend watching it. It's very good. It feels nice to get back into it because... um. I have, like I said, I haven't seen anything from this game in a minute. So it's really nice to get back into it. It's it's such a good game. It makes me so happy. This game is fucking phenomenal. And it's just really nice. And I'm glad I got to talk about this. But next playthrough, if I ever play it again, I'll definitely do another episode on how I fuck shit up. But yeah, shout out to Keith. Because Keith is my closest friend. And um, we were we were like very close when this game came out. So it's like we connected so much on this game like we really did oh i wanted to bring something else too a lot of people ship um the machine connor and gavin gavin's like the enemy he's just a little shit like gavin's a little shit literally but um there's people that ship gavin and regular connor i mean i don't they did i'm not gonna lie guys connor and gavin did have sexual tension i'm not gonna lie they genuinely had sexual tension in this game but um it's not something i would like read a fanfic for you know what i mean like i would read a fanfiction for marcus and simon hank and connor carl luther but with gavin and connor i'm like yeah i could see the sexual tension though it was it was there the game but i haven't seen the machine connor but i know a lot of people ship machine connor and um 
with Gene Connor and um Gavin and the pop the most popular ship is of the most popular ship of this series is um Hang and Deviant Connor, like regular Connor basically. But yeah, Gavin and Connor, I'm like, yeah, that's not my cup of tea. I'm more of a Hank Con shipper, but honestly every ship is elite except Marcus and Nord. That ship is horrible. I'm sorry, like I can't I can't defend that. I, I really can't defend that ship. It's horrible. She pissed me off through the whole thing, so it really aggravated me. Also, oh my god, this is the first episode where I actually made it an hour long. Holy shit. But, um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this where I become human. But, yeah, that will conclude this episode. This was very nice to talk about. I'm really glad I got to talk about this. Shout out to you, Keith. Yeah. But, um, yeah, also, I just want to appreciate the actors did such a good job in this, especially Brian Deckard and Clancy Brown. If y'all didn't know, Hank is done by Clancy Brown, who voices Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob, which is a fucking awesome fact. But, um, he's a very good actor. Hank and Connor are forever my favorites. And Brian Deckard, I love you so much. Me and Keith love you. We love you so much. But, um, yeah, I love Brian Deckard so much. He's amazing. He's such a good actor. And, um, yeah, now this will finally conclude the It Has Potential podcast, Detroit Become Human. And that will be all. See y'all in the next episode. Bye.